0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 350, recorded live on Saturday, March 8th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who probably doesn't know what today is, Dave Pellet.
1: March 8th.
0: And the man who uh, put it as a topic, Andy Lowe. Hi.
1: Oh, that would be like one of the first topics, the National Turnoff Day or Unplug Day?
0: National Unplugging Day.
1: Ah, uh, except we're recording. What do you mean? Well, so did, it would be a bad idea for us to try and unplug. I know. Because we're also, recording. Also,
0: it's, it's supposed to be technically for mobile devices.
1: Oh, I can turn that off. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about that later, though. Hi, Andy. Yeah.
0: Hello. Hello! It's also uh, currently uh, the Curling National Championships in both Canada and the United States this weekend as well. But you
1: didn't know about that either. That's awesome! (laughs)
0: Yeah, you seem so excited.
1: So excited. Can't you just hear the enthusiasm in my voice?
0: Hey, the the U.S. Nationals was sold out. Granted, I think the, the, the building can hold about like 1,500 people or something like that.
1: So our high school could have sold it out.
0: Pretty much.
1: Okay. U.S. Curling Nationals, National Unplugging Day.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just Today just
1: really is nothing special, is it, Andy?
0: No. I didn't have to go to work today.
1: Because it's National Curling Day or some other reason?
0: Some other reason.
1: It's Saturday? Yes. That would be the reason? Well, that it's that, it's the weekend?
0: Yes, but um I think my boss is still in today. I'll have to double check that.
1: Okay. No like emergency, oh my god, the server's broken.
0: Well, the server is still technically broken. Because um it's for been a some, week. Odd, some I know. But um you you'd be surprised to think that, hey, if you have this program and you do a backup of the program, everything would be included in the backup, right?
1: That's the point of a backup.
0: Yeah, it turns out it's not.
1: Oh, oops.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so the basic idea is thinking of, well, it's a a music program, so you have basically playlists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the playlists are attached to basically electronic files associated with them, right?
1: Okay, those would be the songs. Yes. Yeah.
0: Think of it this way, the backup brought back the playlists didn't attach them to the electronic files they're actually associated with.
1: So you have a text list of songs to play, but it doesn't know where those songs are.
0: Yeah, basically. Oops. Yeah. So you'd think, hey, oh, look, you'd look at the playlist and everything would say, oh, yeah, we're going to play this song, this song, this song, and this song. And you're like, okay, this is awesome. Everything's good.
1: You tell it to start and it's like, I don't know where that is.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like, what do you mean you don't know where it is? You're you're pointing to it right there, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Nope. you you have literally listed like oh it's this song it's yada yada yada, and not. See this is the problem being in a very niche field.
1: You have very limited choices.
0: Yes. Oh, and oh man, it's just
1: oh. Tell me how you really feel, Andy.
0: Ah, oh, that's how I really feel.
1: Okay, got it out of your system.
0: I think so. But then sure? I also have plenty of coffee in my system, so I've got Ooh. that, you know.
1: Whee! so you got that going for you. No, Bill Murray meme.
0: <gasps> oh, the Caddyshack one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it took me a second there. It's, there's so many freaking memes out there now. Yes. <laughs> Before it just used to be a dancing banana, and then yeah, that was good.
1: Peanut butter jelly time.
0: Yes. I'm
1: not sure that was real. Like, is that a meme? I don't know. You, you tell me on that one, because...
0: Well, now we're going to the actual, what the hell is a definition of a meme? A thought? Uh, an idea, behavior, or style that spreads from person to person within a culture.
1: So it's a virus?
0: That's what it seems.
1: Did you ever read Snow Crash? No. Okay. Who wrote it? You might it? want to read Snow Crash. Who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, crap. Who wrote that? It was someone favorite, famous uh da, 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 neil stevenson ah
0: no i have not read it but
1: okay should i should add Snow it crunch. to
0: my list
1: add it to your list you have a lot on your list don't you
0: yes okay. i still have to finish brendan's book i just actually finished the last um book of the temeraire series the one that just the, came out
1: wait another one just came out
0: yeah number uh seven or eight
1: after japan no japan okay so the one that's been out for uh, a couple months. Yes, okay. that one. You scared me. I'm like, she already put out the next no,
0: one? No, no, she didn't already put out the final book.
1: Okay, don't do that to me, Andy. Sorry. I was about to leave the podcast and go download the book. <laughs>
0: no, this, the, the last one is not out yet. And by the last one, I mean it's the last one.
1: Right, it, it's supposed to end the series. Yes. Hopefully. I Hopefully. was on the
0: fence about this one, which we, you know we probably actually could review that book as well.
1: My review next week. Damn it. Thank you, Andy.
0: (laughs) No problem, Dave. No problem.
1: So anyway, you have a lot of books to read. Yes,
0: which I could do during the National Day of Unplugging.
1: Are you really going to unplug today?
0: I could say why not. It is a (laughs) Saturday. Normally I I, I go to the gym and then I could come home and then I I have plenty of things to read so I could, ooh, but wait.
1: You read them on your phone?
0: No, I read them on my Kindle. Does that count?
1: I uh, don't know. You said it's mobile devices.
0: True. Okay, so oh, it's supposed to be unplugging from the internet. How about that?
1: I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Okay.
0: I'll think about it.
1: You think about it and figure out what you're going to do.
0: Would you be able to disconnect for an entire day? Yes. How about two days?
1: Yes. Would How? I be able to? Yes. Am I going to? Hell no. <laughs> oh, damn it, Dave. You have to be careful about the, the question you're asking, Andy.
0: How long would you be okay with if well, you had to?
1: I need, I, I I mean, for my job, I need the internet.
0: I know that feeling now.
1: Like, there's just no two ways about it. For my job, I need the internet. So, I can't just get rid of it.
0: But if you went on vacation for a week, you would be okay without the internet?
1: Okay. Probably not. Could I survive? Yes. Would I want to? No. It's
0: the classic would versus could. Right. Gotcha. I just do have to uh, like the point that the article I linked here, the, the first paragraph was a 19-year-old California university student was reported missing after she re- stopped responding to Snapchats and texts. Yeah. It was just because she turned off her phone. Nice. So Very I'm, nice. I'm glad I'm not that. I actually have been parsing down on my internet connections, if that makes sense. I've actually installed an, a, 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 what do you call it on Firefox, extension mm-hmm. that um, actually puts a delay in whenever I go to either Facebook or Reddit.
1: Good. It's a good first step.
0: I've also been cutting down on the number of emails that get sent to my phone.
1: Filters so, in Gmail?
0: Yes. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very good. Very good.
0: I feel like we're in some sort of like internet Anonymous sort of <laughs>
1: therapy session. Yeah.
0: That's good, good. How does that make you feel? That's,
1: that's good progress, Andy. Well done. You should be very proud of yourself.
0: Very proud. Know, it, it comes back to the, the thing is, do we need all this connection to the internet and or, I don't know, how, how is it affecting
1: us? Not in necessarily the best ways. Yeah. I will, I will freely admit that. But on the other hand, also in some positive ways, so. Also true. Give and take, give and take. Yes.
0: Well, speaking of internet connections. Yeah. Many, many moons ago, back in um, 2011, we talked about Comcast's internet essentials program.
1: Internet essentials program, okay.
0: It was their, uh, they they would give broadband internet service to low-income families. Sure. For pretty cheap, if I remember correctly.
1: I'm I'm waiting for the punchline.
0: Um so th- this was part of their deal to buy NBC Universal, right? Right. Well, um they have decided to extend the program indefinitely.
1: Oh. That's nice of them, right?
0: Yeah, and no what what a surprise. They have said that if their um merger with Time Warner Cable is approved,
1: They'll be able to bring it to even more people.
0: Yes. So
1: so it's nice of them, but it's hardly altruistic.
0: No, it just, like, just like last time, it was a voluntary commitment made to the FCC in order to get their last merger approved. And lo and behold, when they're up for another merger, hey, look at this. Remember this program that we started up to help low-income families?
1: Man, if I were the FCC, I would make them double down to even get considered... For this merger, they would need to double down.
0: By, what do you mean by that?
1: They'd need to do something else, something more.
0: Well, they're um, expanding the service. Okay. Before, it was you had to qualify for a free or reduced school lunch in order to be able to qualify for this program. Mm-hmm. But if the school has at least 70% of the school population qualifying for a free or reduced lunch, Comcast is offering the program to every kid in the school. So they are kind of good. They are expanding it.
1: That that's kind of good, right? Yeah.
0: of so the things it's like, yay, Comcast is doing something good. But it's you. Oh man, we can just see right through this thing, can't we?
1: Yep. We've become very cynical.
0: God damn it! I hate being cynical. Get
1: used to it. I know. So Comcast being a corporation, basically. Yep. And, and saying, like, we'll give you something that we should morally do in the first place if you let us merge with another company.
0: Yeah, another giant company. Oh, Comcast. Even the good things you do seem really bad. Yep. So, speaking of companies being stupid.
1: Ooh, one of my favorite topics. Yes?
0: Keurig, um,
1: The coffee thing.
0: Yes, coffee company. Yeah. With their K-Cup coffee makers, which are now freaking everywhere.
1: Yeah, like everyone sells them and makes them and...
0: Well, that's because the uh, their patent on the K-Cup things has, I guess, lapsed or something.
1: Interesting. But what about them?
0: Um, well, it seems the newer version of the K-Cups will have DRM attached to them.
1: What? <laughs> uh, what?
0: Kureg Craig- has announced a new anti-competitive plan to maintain its monopoly by redesigning its brewers to lock out competitor products.
1: Effective when?
0: With the new Keurig 2.0, which is expected to launch this fall.
1: So buy before this fall. Yes. Because like you can buy cups now that you put your own coffee into. Yes. So buy now. Well, I Uh, guess I know what I'm doing this summer.
0: (laughs) Buying
1: (laughs) buying a Keurig. What do you think about that? I mean, like, they kind of take the pleasure and fun out of making coffee.
0: It's, It's like the new age drip coffee maker.
1: It's really friggin' convenient.
0: Oh, yeah. Having coffee in, like, 30 seconds flat. Yep. It makes me wonder, though, how fresh those sealed pods are.
1: Do they have to be? I mean, like, I know it's supposed to be fresh, but yeah. do, they, do they really have to be?
0: I don't, I, well, I don't know. They are sealed in the container, so they are not, you know, oxidizing. Right. I don't know. You, you could just, you know, buy a reusable pod and then just grind your own fresh coffee and do and it that it way. You put it in there
1: every morning, yeah, yeah. although you, you kind of lose the convenience factor.
0: True. I don't know. I still find this whole DRM attached to...
1: A coffee cup.
0: A coffee cup, a little ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I dear. would agree with
1: you on that. Why? <laughs> I mean, are they are they just losing so much money? People still are buying their machines.
0: Yes. Except oh, but their now that there are model, there are well, now third party machines out there, finally.
1: And it's not even that; it's that their business model was always uh, Gillette's, right? Yeah. Give them the the blade, or give them the razor, sell them the blade. Yes. Now other people are making blades.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, um, I found the the company that does the Dollar Shave Clubs blades. The company Dorco. who actually like makes them.
1: Yeah, Dorco. Yeah, and yeah. I
0: ordered uh, a whole pack for the rest of the year. Nice. For like thirty five dollars.
1: Did you get a handwritten note from their president? From Dorco. Yep.
0: I do not believe so.
1: I did. Wow. I placed one order because I wanted to see what their stuff was like, right? Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that it, it fit with the Dollar Shave Club. So I placed one order. They sent me the package. They even included the shaving butter. Ooh. And I'm like, cool, okay, it's nice, it works, whatever. And I, I like cut all my ties to Dollar Shave Club because this is way cheaper.
0: Yeah. Oh, Yeah.
1: And like a month ago, this was, this was almost a half a year ago. And so a month ago I get a, a piece of mail from i and like, what the hell is, it? I, I didn't order anything. Like, are they spamming me? Are they doing, and, and I open it up and it's this little card signed by the guy who's like the CEO of Dorco. So he's like, I want to just take a second and say, thank you very much for your, your, uh, your business For coming to us, and and hope that you're doing well. What the hell? (laughs) Like, what? What? (laughs) That's awesome! (laughs) Now, whether or not it's actually the CEO, I don't know. But it was a handwritten note. It was not printed.
0: Well, uh, color me surprised.
1: Yep. Wow, that's... Like, that's service, man. Yeah. Service with a smile. (laughs) Huh? Yeah, that, that was kind of my reaction, too. The huh. Like, that's not a typical way of, of operating. That's really cool, but that's not a typical way of operating.
0: No, no, that's not at all. So, what's this update with the Aereo case now?
1: Uh, there's several updates. First off, the DOJ is kind of weighing in on this. Okay. And saying, this is not a good thing right now.
0: Oh, of course it's not
1: so um i mean there's there's not much more to it than that. It's just the d o j has made it publicly known that they are siding with the telecoms, and yeah,
0: I am not pleased with that,
1: nor am I, but remember, this is all still very much in the air. lots of stuff can happen, there's still lots of time. Uh, They did just shut down Utah and Denver Oh, as markets.
0: Well, crap. I guess that injunction scared them a little bit more than...
1: Yeah, or we we got the injunction wrong and the injunction actually did require them to shut down.
0: I thought we had gotten it right, but maybe they just decided it'd be more hassle than it's worth.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Okay.
0: That makes sense.
1: So they are temporarily suspending all service in the Denver and Salt Lake City areas and they have refunded all of the customers for the month.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So the DOJ believes that Aereo is retransmitting broadcasters' content to the public Mm -hmm. and is therefore in violation of copyright law because even though they use individual antennas to receive the signal... It pipes all those signals through a centralized server and other equipment to service its customers collectively. So it is not an individualized end-to-end system like somebody can set up legally on their
1: own. Hmm. So, DOJ is saying no. Yeah. Which means, potentially, even if the cable companies lose the suit... The DOJ can... sue.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's crazy what world we're living in. Yep. Yep. So, uh, oh, speaking of streaming, well, not streaming.
1: Streaming, but not streaming.
0: I was going to go with Netflix, but by Netflix, I meant Gamefly.
1: Gamefly? Yes. You mean fake Netflix?
0: Well, they're getting even more fake Netflix because Gamefly has now launched movie rentals.
1: But what? (laughs) Yes. By mail. By mail. Because Netflix didn't already do that.
0: I, I don't know what to say. I what, just know that what are GameFly trying to do. They're trying to take over the because Netflix says they're basically sooner or later going to give up on discs based rentals.
1: Yeah, but does GameFly understand why that's going to be? It's not because there's no like. <laughs> it's not because they don't want to do it. It's because there's no market for it.
0: I wonder if Netflix could just basically. Well, no, because you'd has, still have the Netflix infrastructure.
1: If Netflix could.
0: Basically, give their disc-based system to GameFly. I don't know if I'd want Netflix to give their disc-based rental system to GameFly. Cause I would from...
1: very much not want Netflix to give their disc-based rental system to GameFly.
0: Yeah, from f- since the, t- the 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 brief period that I used GameFly, I was not really all that pleased with it.
1: No, it was it was pretty terrible because you it it took a week for the stuff to move around. Yeah. So there was always, like, a weekend involved, which meant you never got to actually play your games.
0: And not only that, the games that you want to play are the games that...
1: Everyone else wanted to play. Yeah. Yep. And so they were always checked out. You know, Gamefly has you build this, like, priority queue of, like, what games do you want? And what order would you like to play them? And then says, well, that's really funny. Let me send you this one instead.
0: Let me send you number 47 on your list, because that one we have in stock.
1: Right. Like, oh, you want number 47? Yeah, I've got that. Oh, no, you, no, you, you I just you didn't really want it. You just wanted to fill out the list. Yeah. Oh, well, too bad.
0: Oh. I feel like GameFly should rather than expand their service, get their primary service already worked out.
1: <laughs> Instead of expanding their service, they should have a service. <laughs> There's ah. two. Mm. Can I make the hat trick?
0: Oh, you probably can. You still have plenty of time left.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so Gamefly is trying to do something stupid. Yes. Which, I mean, let's be honest, it's Gamefly. Very true. Aren't they owned by GameStop now? I don't Didn't believe that so. that happened. Didn't we talk about that? Someone bought Gamefly, I thought.
0: Da, 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 da. Gamefly remind, remains a privately owned company. They bought Moby Games, and they bought Direct to Drive, but nobody
1: ah, has bought Ah, that's probably them. what it was, that they bought Direct to Drive. Yes. D2D.
0: Which I used once.
1: I think I used a, a handful of times.
0: Now I just run everything through Steam.
1: Man, if Steam goes down, we're so screwed.
0: <sighs> but speaking of Steam... Yeah. Steam sales. What about them? We're probably going to get a lot more of them.
1: Oh, Yeah, but not, like, huge everything on Steam is on sale. No. Just small, this is now on sale.
0: Yes, because developers can now discount their own games on Steam without talking to Valve.
1: Just like, you know what, I want to sell my game for half price today.
0: Because before, the Steam sales, developers and Valve worked together, pricing, yada, 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 time, length, the whole nine yards. Right. Now developers can just decide, hey... For the next two weeks, I want to sell my game for 75% off. Yay. You know what this means to me? What? I gotta keep track of Steam prices.
1: I think there's actually websites that do that for you.
0: How about steamprices.com? There you go. I think it's steamprices.com. Hopefully I didn't send anybody to... Yep, yep, steamprices.com.
1: Steamprices.com.
0: This also means I probably am going to put everything under the sun... On my wish list, so I can get the classic "Hey, a game I on your, your wish list, list, list is now is on sale. sale. Yeah.
1: I know those. I like those emails.: Oh, so okay, so if you if you have a game on Steam, you can now put it on sale, and if you buy games on Steam, like Andy and I do all the time, then you can get your games on sale.
0: It's like humble bundle, but on steroids.
1: Oh, humble bundle.: Did you see this last uh, weekly bundle? Which one? EA PopCap.
0: Oh yes, except I, may I already. Or may not have, oh, go ahead. I I already own all of those games.
1: Yeah, I may or may not have bought like two extra ones at the one dollar level, so that I could give away Bejeweled Three. It's not bad. Bejeweled Three is a fantastic game, and at a dollar, a dollar, totally worth it.
0: Yeah. Heck, if nobody has played the original Plants vs Zombies, what was it six dollars for that one?
1: Yep, for the Game of the Year edition.
0: Yeah. Oh, crap, I've started up Steam. I shouldn't have done that.
1: Oh, Andy.
0: Well, not only that, I'm currently downloading the Chroma Alpha. Ooh. Which I'm not allowed to say anything about other than that I am in the Chroma Alpha.
1: Had to sign an NDA, huh? Yep. This is Harmonix's new thing.
0: Yes, the first-person shooter music game, which I am still downloading the 6-gigabyte file.
1: Shh, Andy, NDAs.
0: I'm just telling you, it's six freaking gigabytes.
1: NDA. <laughs> Are you actually allowed to tell us that?
0: I don't know. but Then I'm don't
1: just... tell us that.
0: All right. Strike that from your record.
1: Or edit it out. Mr. I want to maintain uh, 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 whatever it's called.
0: Impartialness? Integrity. Integri-
1: Journalistic integrity. That's the word.
0: I don't know where to go from that one.
1: <laughs> maintaining journalistic really we have nothing on here that we could relate to maintaining journalistic integrity
0: oh you can maintain integrity for the emergency alert system there you go thank you for the help on that one
1: you're welcome so that's what i'm here for
0: i remember we we briefly touched upon this when the movie was coming out back in uh march of last year the movie olympus has fallen
1: that's the the White House getting taken over.
0: Yes, but not the one with Channing Tatum.
1: This is the one with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Okay. Um,
0: so the the problem many well, last year was the fact that the the trailer and the ads that were surrounding said movie actually had the emergency alert tones being broadcast during the ad.
1: Okay. Which, I, I take it that's a no no from the FCC.
0: Yes. Section 11.45 of the commission rule states that no person may transmit or cause the to transmit the EAS codes or attention signal or a recording or simulation thereof in any circumstance other than an actual national, state, or local area emergency or are authorized test.
1: Because they don't want people suffering from alert fatigue.
0: That and also the fact that most of the EAS systems are now automatic, so if one station broadcasts said tones, the other stations will hear them. Really? And automatic
1: really? they will hear the tone? Yeah. That's awesome.
0: That's why that tone is specifically that tone. There's no other things there. That it's like,
1: is fantastic.
0: Oh, um I forgot what one of the other systems was set up uh for I think like texting signals or something like that. And it specifically set up an alert message of like Q and Z or something like that because those two letters never appear together in the English alphabet.
1: Okay. You mean in the English language? Like yes, that's what I meant. In words.
0: Yes, in English words those two never actually appear together, so they specifically set up that two letter combination as an alert message. So yeah, so the, the the electronic um encoders will hear these tones and basically just cut off their signal and broadcast whatever the other station is broadcasting.
1: Including a commercial?
0: Yes. And that's also why there's also a tone at the end of the emergency alert system to say, Just, "Hey,
1: it's, we're done." Yeah, and no one figured out that you could pirate the entire like broadcast television network. Then,
0: well, um, you have to have the right system set up for this sort of thing. That was like the thing up in northern Michigan where uh, somebody got into the emergency alert system and said that zombies are rising from their graves. Right. So there, there is. They're supposed to be checks and balances in built into the system but still it's against the law to transmit these tones without it being an actual emergency
1: i'm just like i'm picturing bond villains and like them getting immediate access to the entirety of the broadcast network because they can generate a tone
0: i could see that if you're at the right
1: (laughs) if you're at the right station okay
0: especially now that they have the national emergency alert system set up through fema Yeah. If you if you get to the federal level, somebody could take over that one and then literally broadcast Whatever they want. Yeah.
1: Over the air. Yes. But it is only over the air, right? It doesn't necessarily go through the cable networks.
0: The emergency alert system is set up pretty funky right now, so especially with different signals set up at different levels for local, state, and now national. national You're really actually interested in this. I know a couple of people you could actually talk to to get the whole nine yards about this.
1: I'm good. Okay. I'm good.
0: So (laughs) getting back to the actual story, the ads were aired with the emergency alert system, and people complained to the FCC, as they should, because it's illegal to do this.
1: People complain. I'm kind of surprised that the other companies didn't complain, going like they just pirated our network. Like hostile takeover using these alert tones.
0: That happens sometimes, yes. And people get fined for that sort of thing because they are not set up correctly. Uh-huh. So, um, speaking of fines, the FCC fined a total of one point nine three million dollars. Woo over this.
1: Hope it was worth it, guys.
0: Viacom was fined one point one two million, ESPN was fined two hundred and eighty thousand, and NBC Universal was fined five hundred and thirty thousand dollars a lot of money yeah
1: like a lot of money
0: for an ad
1: for an ad that's a very expensive ad yep does that make this the most expensive ad now
0: i could see that yeah
1: I and mean, like, 1. otherwise, it's it's got to be something during the Super Bowl. But
0: oh no, the, yeah, the Super Bowl is normally around this month for about thirty seconds. So this is yeah, about this is about Super Bowl level quality. Granted, this ad ran collectively fifty-seven times. So okay,
1: so no, not not nearly the most expensive.
0: No, but it's still it's, okay. So let's see, one point nine three million divided by fifty-seven. That's not really that much per per run. Yeah. What, about but keep 30? in
1: mind that it's not that much per run on top of what it actually cost. Yes, now this is an ad for a, for a movie, so that's part of the movie's budget
0: yeah, and I, I, uh, I expect the uh, cable companies are going to go to the movie or the ad council or some, whoever was in charge of this and go, "Come on, guys <laughs> pay up, pay up
1: we We broadcast this, and they charged us a lot for it, so pay yeah. And the ad agency will be like, well, we didn't know that we weren't allowed to use that tone. You should have See, seen that's, our ad.
0: That's part of the problem now, especially with media ownership, is before, with media ownerships, you were required to have somebody... Screening. Well, no, you actually had to have somebody there, like, required to get certified by the FCC in order to run the station. And actually... For a while, in order to actually have anybody on the air, they had to have passed a radio operator's license exam that's put out by the FCC. So people actually had to be certified in order to actually run a TV or radio station.
1: Not so much anymore.
0: Not so much anymore, no.
1: Now you can just buy a TV Yeah, station.
0: if you have money, you can just buy a TV or radio station and just, you know, do whatever you want to do. And then get ensues? And then get, su- well, suing ensues, probably. Mm-hmm. Finding ensues. I I was
1: just thinking of uh, um, uh, uh, a UHF.
0: Ah, yes. Weird Al
1: movie. He gets a TV station. Hilarity ensues.
0: Supplies.
1: Surprise.
0: Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in forever.
1: That's such a good movie.
0: He gets the fire hose.
1: (laughs) Oh, Billy, you found the marble in the oatmeal.
0: (laughs) Oh, I remember we were quoting that with some of the other guys at the radio station the other day. UHF? Yeah. So it's it's weird having people who are about as old as your parents quoting that movie and you're just like
1: I vaguely remember that.
0: So speaking of things you vaguely remember, Radio Shack.
1: <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Of course I remember Radio Shack. I walk past it every time I go to the mall.
0: Well you might not be walking past it that much longer.
1: Yeah. What do they do?
0: Uh they had five thousand 200 or so stores located in the company, right?
1: In the country, yes.
0: They are closing 1,100 stores.
1: I'm sorry, out of how many?
0: 5,200, that's about...
1: About a fifth.
0: Oh yeah, almost 20%, yeah.
1: One one out of every five Radio Shacks is going to close? Yes. Is, am I the only one whose thought is about damn time? <laughs> <coughs> Hat trick.
0: Hat trick. No, um, I also agree with that, because why would you go to a Radio Shack now?
1: Um, they were the first ones to get the T-Mobile G2.
0: Which seems very out of place for a Radio Shack, but yes, they were the first ones to get that.
1: That's, that, that was the only reason I'd go to a Radio
0: Shack. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, because you, you think about it, when a Radio Shack first started up, it was the place to go for hobbyists, Right.
1: Communication devices.
0: Yeah, they just had those racks and racks of parts.
1: Transistors.
0: Transistors, resistors, capacitors, the whole nine yards. Yep. You could go to a Radio Shack and build yourself a radio.
1: That's one of the reasons it was indeed called
0: Radio Shack. Radio yeah. Shack. And now if you think about it, that kind of DIY attitude is coming back into focus. Because you have the Adrenos, you have the Raspberry Pis. Mm-hmm.
1: It's coming back into focus, but not in a corporate sense. No. And Radio Shack is almost definitive corporate.
0: I feel like they're dying at the perfect time or at an actual resurgence. If they said, hey, we're going back to our roots of being the place that you go to if you need DIY parts, I could see that working for them. But you know, they're not going to do things
1: like workshops and be like, hey, here's how you learn how to use an Arduino. And here's some of the cool stuff you could do with it.
0: Yeah. Think of think of like Home Depot, where they always have their little workshops about, hey, this is how you tile a wall. Hey, this is how you install flooring.
1: I should probably start going to those.
0: You, you. That probably would be good information to learn at some point.
1: Given that you know, house.
0: Yeah. But think about it. If Radio Shack did something like that, attach themselves into the maker culture, mm-hmm. you probably could keep yourself going. Afloat. Yeah. But if you think about it, most of the makers now would probably order their things from some sort of online retailer. Mm-hmm instead of, you know, buying it in person and would only so, go to a radio shack if they needed something
1: and knew the radio shack had it.
0: Yes, that's, that's yes, better. that's the problem.
1: So, what let, let's let's carry this on. Radio Shack is going to go bust. I yeah. could see that. Yes. But the name is so well known. Is it going to disappear?
0: I don't know. Think it's, of uh
1: It's going to go bust, but is it going to disappear?
0: Well, think of uh, Circuit City. That company went bust,
1: but, but someone if, bought the name.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, you can still actually go to circuitcity.com. Checking that right now. We
1: have the internet of.
0: Oh, circuitcity.com redirects to Tiger Direct.
1: <laughs> Good move, Tiger Direct. Wow, kind of harsh.
0: So, okay, so that answers that question.
1: So, so Radio Shack is closing a lot of stores. How long do you think they have? We saw something similar happen with Blockbuster. Yes. Right, so we've got that as a reference. How long between Blockbuster closing their stores and Blockbuster closing?
0: Well, Blockbuster's still doing the online stuff, right? Or did they completely close that off as well? I don't remember. It shows the last time that we, you know, we have done a movie outside of... Netflix. Well, for me, it's Amazon Prime, but... Ah. Which, I do have to say, I finally hit that problem with Amazon Prime and the video downloads.
1: Nothing left to watch?
0: Well, no. No, no. There's plenty of things. There's a lot of stuff on there that I probably don't want to watch. Okay. um, At one point, they had uh, Captain America on Amazon Prime. Okay. So the other day, we were sitting there watching. We like, oh, yeah, we could watch Amazon Prime because it's got Stanley Tucci in it. And Stanley Tucci is amazing at basically whatever he does. Right. So it's was like, oh, yeah, it was on Amazon Prime. We can watch that. We go boot it up. It's no longer on Amazon Prime.
1: Oh, that's sad. Where they're we, removing content now? Yes. Yeah. That is the it's, that is the problem with online content is they have to continually renegotiate the contracts.
0: Yes. Which seems and completely ridiculous to me, but that's the way things work.
1: Yep. If those contracts change, there goes the stuff.
0: Which, I always love those people who are like, oh yeah, I don't need to buy that, I can just watch it on Netflix. Well, you could watch it on Netflix right now.
1: But can you watch it on Netflix in a year? Or in three months?
0: If you if you owned the DVD, you could watch it whenever, whenever you want. Yeah. I don't know, it seems like our honest-to-goodness are... Our- Uh-oh. Oh uh, what?
1: The the signal just totally cut out there.
0: Oh. I was thinking just our um media lifespans are just getting shorter and shorter.
1: You mean it, about how like a VHS tape will last for 50 years?
0: No, no, just think of like how long books when they first came out. Books had a life still have a lifespan of something that you can still go and read and such. But then think think of the the lifespan of a VHS tape.
1: Dazed and confused now about where you're trying to go with this. You're saying that as we progress in our media, the the form of recording, it's shrinking the lifespan of what we're recording.
0: Yes. Because you think of like how long VHS tapes were out there. And then VHS tapes gave way to DVDs.
1: Wait, wait, which... wait, wait, wait. You're, you're talking about two different things, though. You're talking about the lifespan of how long does it last versus how long are we using it.
0: I'm going for how long we are using it.
1: Okay, so that has nothing to do with the media itself. That's just the progress of technology. Yes. And yes, technology is progressing very rapidly.
0: Which is, seems to be causing problems for the length of which things are able to be kept.
1: I don't think so. I can keep a file on my computer at this point indefinitely.
0: Yes, but think of how many things are... We're, we're moving away from local storage to cloud storage, are we not?
1: Um, I'm, I'd am still like my stuff on my own computer.
0: But the the actual idea of physical ownership is disappearing. It has disappearing. to
1: do with where it's being kept.
0: Well, okay, just think of how many people... With the original Napster before you know it became an actual corporation, but with the original Napster, people were actually sharing files that they, quote-unquote, "owned," right? Right. And then it, we've been moving on to music streaming, like things like Pandora or Spotify, or this new Melk music that uh, Samsung's coming out with
1: milk music
0: yeah yeah that's the actual name of samsung's basically their answer to itunes radio is called milk music
1: i think it's actually milk music but okay
0: i'm glaring at my microphone right
1: now I know, and i couldn't resist i couldn't or re- andy you had set it up so perfectly you know you say it funny
0: i know i say it funny yes
1: don't get all huffy at me when i point out that you say it funny
0: I just get huffy that it's, it's the, it's the easy, it's the easy poke at me with that one.
1: Yes. That and especially.
0: Yeah, you went for the low-hanging fruit.
1: I so went for the low-hanging fruit. Go on, go on. I'm sorry. I interrupted.
0: But people are leaving, kids these days are not, (laughs) yes, I know, I just said kids these days.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, Andy. Okay. Go on. I'm trying to keep a straight face through all of this.
0: (laughs) (coughs) It's just the fact that people just are equating a license to use as somehow being equal to actually owning actual physical ownership, which people assume are the same thing, but they're not.
1: Oh, they're very, very, very much not. But it seems
0: that people are willing to accept license to use instead of actual physical ownership.
1: Okay, so that's very different than than the first argument you had been making about the lifetime of media.
0: Well, that was just trying to point out the fact that everything is going to cloud storage and some faraway thing.
1: And again, I kind of disagree with that.
0: Oh, who was doing... Was that Comcast... I'm pulling up a a news article, I don't remember from when, but supposedly the Comcast DVR, I think we talked about this, is how, yeah, the, uh, the X1 DVR is not actually going to store your recordings on its own device. Okay. It is going to store your DVR recordings... It's basically Comcast is just going to record everything, and when and you tell your device to record, to yeah, they're just going to stream it back to you. So even though you said, oh, yes, I'd like to record this, it's not going to be you recording. It's going to be Comcast recording and then just streaming its content back to you.
1: Which they don't even need to record. They have the content. Yes. Okay. I mean, that, that's the company moving in that direction.
0: But like I said, it's going from a physical ownership, like on our TiVo. If I record something,
1: it's... Whoa, ho, ho, ho there, cowboy. On your TiVo, do you really think you own the content on that TiVo?
0: I can physically access it and pull it off of said TiVo.
1: I don't care if you can physically access it. I can physically access most of my stuff. I can physically access any game I have on Steam.
0: But if Steam went to an entirely cloud... Oh, uh, I'm live.
1: Andy, my point is, you don't own the stuff on your TiVo.
0: You have a little bit of a point there, since I do have to run through TiVo's third-party proprietary apps in order to decode Mm -hmm. said content, in order to actually store it. I don't know, I feel like I'm getting into my crotchety old man mood now.
1: You are. You are so good. You started it by saying kids these days. (laughs) You do not own the content on your TiVo any more than you own the content that you stream from Netflix.
0: You're right, my TiVo is connected to the internet, so TiVo at some point could say... Too bad. Granted, I can disconnect that TiVo from the internet, and using the software on my computer, access what is currently there.
1: Is that within the terms of service? Yes. Can you copy it off of there?
0: Yes, yes I can.
1: Can you redistribute it?
0: No one's going to stop me. Uh, no. Technically, if I redistribute to it in a public format, then I am breaking copyright laws.
1: Yeah. You don't own that content, Andy.
0: But if I, I can make a backup copy of it for personal use, yeah, the DMCA at least allows me that.
1: <laughs> and not much else. Nope. Why is it that we always turn to copyright law? <coughs> like whenever we're we doing the show, it comes up. Andy, what I need you to do is go get a law degree. <laughs> specializing in copyright law.
0: I am good with what I am currently doing. I don't think I could handle law school. Kate also agrees that I'd be an awful lawyer.
1: You'd be an awful lawyer?
0: Dave, what I need you to do is actually take the LSAT LSAT, and just tell me how well you're going to do.
1: I actually did at one point take the LSAT. Like it, not, the, not the whole test. I took the practice test.
0: Oh, you took a practice LSAT. I took okay. a practice
1: LSAT. Because like Josh was preparing to, to take it and to go to law school. Never actually happened, but he was thinking about it. It was a really easy test. At least it the also, practice questions that I looked at were easy. They were all just like pattern recognition and, and creative thinking and logic. Mm. Like eliminate this and eliminate that and eliminate that. And Oh, look, there's one answer left. Mm. Do you want to take the L set, Andy?
0: No, I'm good. Okay. If I was going to do anything, I need to actually do the uh, certification for Network Plus. I think it's my next one. And also get my extra class ham radio license as well.
1: And next level of curling cert?
0: Um, I actually can't do that right now because they don't have the program set up. Okay. Like the, the level two guys who could actually run the level two certification have said, until we get a new program, we are not going to certify anybody else. Okay. So you can't do it yet, but soon. Yes, soon. Soon. So, um, is there any other topics that you want to hit?
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty good. I think we got most of them. Anything you wanted to catch?
0: Um, well, there's three things. One, the fact that DirectX 12 is actually coming out. We'll find out more at GDC.
1: So stay tuned.
0: Um, Jack Trenton is stepping down. What? That was surprising news. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack Trenton, CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Um, The man
1: who who brought you, like, the thousands of fiascos of the PlayStation 3 when it launched?
0: The man who's been around for, I think, what was he, CEO for, like, 14 years? Long time. Yeah, he's been in the company for a while, so he's stepping down because Sony is not renewing his contract.
1: So he's basically getting fired.
0: But they said it's a result of a mutual agreement between Mr. Trenton and SCEA not to renew the contract.
1: Mutual, you know, it, it, the funny thing about that Andy is it was a mutual agreement between me and the public school system not to renew my contract. Ah, I got fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, he's uh, stepping down come April first, and he's going All to be an replaced by April the April Fool's joke. That would be a funny April Fool's joke. Um, the interim president is going to be the COO of Sony Inter- Network Entertainment International. Okay. So, yeah, that was a bit surprising news, because nobody saw this coming. It was all of a sudden like, hey, he's stepping Jackson. down. What? A
1: lot of people stepping down at Microsoft.
0: Oh, how many? Two
1: VPs. Two VPs.
0: VPs of what?
1: Uh, if I had the thing open, I could tell you. It is the
0: Marketing, Marketing and
1: VP and the Business design, uh, Development and even Evangelism. La.
0: What type of title is that? Yes, I'm the VP of Evangelism at Microsoft.
1: Uh, Our goal is to... Evangelism? That That's a thing.
0: I feel like they'd be the Inquisitor against the Apple fanboys. <laughs>
1: that's a funny way of thinking about it. Also probably not accurate.
0: But still, the Apple... I feel like the, somebody with the VP title of Evangelism would be at Apple rather than Microsoft.
1: Yeah, it does seem more like an Apple position. Yeah. I am the evangelist. <laughs> The design evangelist.
0: Right. So.
1: Random review.
0: Random review.
1: Andy's going to cheat. With permission.
0: Yes. I asked Dave about this ahead of time.
1: With permission. But Andy's going to cheat.
0: Go ahead, cheater. I wouldn't call it cheating because what I want to review is Plants vs. Zombies 2.
1: Which you've already reviewed.
0: Yes, we have already reviewed this. But what we reviewed was com- very different from what Plan vs Zombie Two now is currently situated.
1: Do do you get sunlight?
0: Um, the, the game itself
1: do you get sunlight.
0: <laughs> yes, the, the game the, the the basic game the levels have Zone not changed. changed. Okay. What has changed though is the overarching world design first and foremost because before it was kind of like a little bit of an an op- there there was the the level progression. But then you could also get keys and open up basically like side quests to get new plants and new bonuses, this, that, and the other thing. That has been completely scrapped. So everything is in one long, continuous line.
1: So there's no more like teleporting between worlds.
0: Not really, no. it's and There's no branching. No, it's one long line for each type of level. So there's one okay. long line for the pirate level, one long line for the Wild West level.
1: Okay, okay, so there is still uh, the warping part, it's just, they're linear now.
0: Yes, which means if some of these side quests, which were actually pretty hard, are stumping you, you kind of screwed.
1: You have to pay money.
0: Yes. Okay, so that's the first part. The second part is, remember the piñata parties?
1: Vaguely. I did one, and then I stopped playing.
0: The piñata parties are kind of fun little levels that have, are basically almost themed levels. Like, some of the levels are the levels full of tombstones, but you always get corncob kernel launchers and cabbage launchers and that sort of stuff there. Okay. So the levels there to kind of give you... Fun little asides and they come out every Monday and Thursday. Now before the levels were fun and pretty easy. Yeah. They're now getting frickin' impossible now. So there's like a level that's entirely gargantuans. That's like the only zombie that shows up and you're just you're basically trying to survive. And yeah. basically the only way to survive is to use the power ups, which cost coins, right?
1: Oh so they're actually giving you things that are basically impossible.
0: Yes. Not only that, before, if you failed a pinata level, you could retry it as many times as you wanted until you passed pinata level.
1: You get one shot.
0: You get one shot now, and if you want to retry it, it costs coins.
1: Of course it does. What's the advantage of doing the pinata level?
0: Um, you get more co- you get a chance to get more coins, and you get a chance to get outfits for your plants.
1: So, spend coins for a chance to get coins? Andy, just don't play the damn level!
0: Well, you can play them once for free.
1: Okay, so play it once and then say nope.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Now, also, if you play the piñata levels, you uh, if you th- every three times you you win, you are guaranteed a new outfit for one of your plants.
1: So what I'm hearing is they made the game free to pay. Yes, but it was a free to pay game already.
0: Yes, but now it was before it was a free to free to pay game, but it, you could. Do it without having to pay. Now it's getting kind of vicious. It's free to pay and they're making it a little difficult to do it without actually having to pay. Also, they've uh brought back the uh boss from the original Plants versus Zombies. Ooh. So yeah, Dr. Zomboss is back and his levels are hard. Hard.
1: Yep. Because they can charge you for power ups. Yes. Yeah. That's not surprising.
0: No, so yeah, it's it's getting a lot less fun to play than what it used to be. <laughs> Which is why I decided to bring, because somebody could be listening to our past podcast episodes and listen and be like, oh yeah, Plants vs. Well, zombies. For
1: zombies. I want to play that. Andy says it's good.
0: That was before things were updated. Now, they also are doing uh, seasonal-themed, I think, piñata party games as well. Like, they did a a bunch of Christmas-leveled ones, and now they're doing St. Patrick's Day. Day. So they are doing some things that are good, but there was a lot of negativity that was added to the game.
1: Has there been a strong community reaction?
0: There's been some.
1: But not enough to do anything.
0: No, like okay. there, when the when the level redesign was first comes out, because you had to collect keys. People were like, "Well, wait, I've been collecting all these keys for no reason now because all the the gates that the keys were used are gone." Yep. So they gave you a bunch of money and uh plant outfits, to basically to equate to how many keys you had. But still, there was a bit of a hoopla about it. Yep. So. That is why I wanted to bring it up there, because things have changed since the last time we reviewed it, and most of them not for the better. Okay. So that's why Plants vs. Zombies 2 is back on the random review. There you go. Oh. Random topic. Oh. Hold on one second. I got to actually pause it for a second. Good news. Yeah? The Dacia Sandeo. uh, Oh, you won't get that joke, because that's a Top Gear reference. (coughs)
1: So not only will I not get that joke, most people listening won't get that joke.
0: Yes, unless they're a Top Gear fan. Um, We have a change in the random topic. What? Yes.
1: Are we allowed to do that?
0: Uh, since it was Kate who had submitted that random topic, she has requested the removal of that random topic. Okay. So
1: I, I, was, I was looking forward to getting to, oh well.
0: We have a new one.
1: We have a new random topic. Yes. What is it?
0: Because I literally just rolled. Who is your favorite person that you share a birthday with?
1: Ah, uh, huh Favorite person I share a birthday with? Yes. Chris Saxon.
0: Who the hell is Chris Saxon?
1: Uh, he, he was a You know Chris. Aaron's little brother.
0: Oh. Yeah, he's a fun guy.
1: Yeah. He and I have the same birthday.
0: Well, that's Cool. It's, uh, let's see if there's anybody else who I share a birthday with outside of Bill Cosby.
1: You wait, you need to look for someone besides Bill Cosby?
0: I'm just seeing if there's anybody out there who's better than Bill Cosby. My guess is no.
1: My guess is definitely no.
0: <laughs> wait, is that me or is that you? Oh, that's me? Oh. One of Kate's co-workers actually has the same birthday as me, and he's actually a pretty cool guy as well.
1: Yeah, see? But still,
0: it's hard. You got... I
1: don't know, right. Bill Cosby.
0: Not only that, but it's Bill Cosby and Richard Simmons.
1: Uh, so Bill Cosby. True.
0: All right, let's see if there's anybody else. Come on, Wikipedia births. Da-da-da-da-da. Supposedly Julius Caesar? What the frick?
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: Henry David Thoreau? Definitely not that one. George Eastman? Really Kodak?
1: Popular birth date.
0: That's what it seems.
1: I have Dick York,
0: Oscar Hammerstein the 2nd,
1: Henry Ford the 2nd.
0: Wait, isn't that the guy who's currently in charge of? No, that's Bill Ford, never mind. Uh, who else is on here? I don't know, it's hard to top Bill Cosby. Yeah, I'm looking. It's uh I I Yeah, there's Richard Simmons.
1: I I think Bill Cosby takes it for you, Andy.
0: But it's... There's gotta be somebody.
1: Bill fucking Cosby!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, was that number five? Now
1: That was five. There's gotta be someone. Yes, there is someone. Bill Cosby.
0: Christy Yamaguchi, wow. Andy? Yeah. Focus. I know, it's... I'm trying to see if there's... But I'm... No, oh. I. it looks like I am going to go with...
1: Bill Cosby.
0: Bill Cosby.
1: Because you should.
0: Because it's Bill Cosby.
1: Right. I don't know why it took you so long to come to that conclusion.
0: I was just seeing if there was honestly anybody...
1: Better than Bill Cosby?
0: No, no, yeah. I'm looking at Olympic athletes, yes. No, no, Bill Cosby.
1: Bill yep. Cosby, yeah. Yep. Just stop. <sighs> All
0: right, yeah, it's the... Bill Cosby. Oh, Buckminster Fuller as well. I completely forgot about him.
1: Or Bill Cosby. Or Bill
0: Cosby, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, Bill Cosby. So have you found anybody else according to your Wikipedia page?
1: Nope, I'm going with Chris Saxon. All right. Also, for what it's worth, the the X random topic that we were going to do was going to be Fifty Shades. Yes. And uh, there's a book that I saw at TJ Maxx, of all places, that I love... Uh, just the idea of this book, okay, which is called Fifty Shades of Chicken.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that one.
1: With Hate such recipes like one. dripping thighs, uh, chicken with a lardon, bacon bound wings, mustard spanked chicken.
0: <laughs> six. Six. Oh, what is six in uh, bowling?
1: I don't know.
0: There used to be nicknames for all these things, for you know, how many strikes in a row that you could get in bowling. It was Three of them was a turkey, and then I forgot what the rest of them are.
1: What is six strikes in bowling called? Uh, string of strikes. Two in a row is a double, three is a turkey, six is a brat burger.
0: Uh, I've also got a six pack here on this one
1: double a turkey a ham bone a brat a brat burger a ham turkey dinner an lvp a gordy how 10 one day from retirement and 300
0: i like gordy Howe. that one took a second we're like oh yeah nine
1: okay sure it's only about hockey yeah sure
0: all right so yeah I, bill cosby that's just the answer
1: bill cosby is the answer okay Cool. Well I, that's that's
0: that then. Yep. I guess right. we, we got we gotta end with Bill Cosby. That's just that's a wrap. Okay. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.